good morning. Let's begin our service by singing hymn number 391. Why search the future and the past? Why do ye look with tearful eyes and seek far off for paradise? Before your feet, life's pearl is cast. Hymn number 391. Scriptural will be given by Elsie from Alabama. I shall read from the Bible, Second Thessalonians. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God, or that is worshipped, so that he, as God, sitteth in the temple of God, 
showing himself that he is God. Jeremiah, thus saith the Lord, Cursed be the man that trusteth in man, and maketh flesh his arm, and whose heart departeth from the Lord. For he shall be like the heath in the desert, and shall not see when good cometh, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness, in a salt land, and not inhabited. Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord, and whose hope the Lord is. For he shall be as a tree planted by the waters, and that spreadeth out her roots by the river, and shall not see when heat cometh, but her leaves shall be green, and shall not be careful in the year of drought, neither shall cease from yielding fruit. O Lord, the hope of Israel, all that forsake thee shall be ashamed, and they that depart from me shall be written in the earth, because they have forsaken the Lord, the fountain of living waters. Heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Save me, and I shall be saved, for thou art my praise. Let us now have a moment of silent prayer and follow with the Lord's Prayer and its spiritual interpretation as given in the Christian Science textbook. Father, Mother, God, all harmonious. Hallowed be thy name. Adorable one. Thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom is come. Thou art ever present. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Enable us to know, as in heaven, so on earth, God is omnipotent, supreme. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us grace for today. Feed the famished affections. And forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And love is reflected in love. And lead us not into temptation, but 
deliver us from evil. And God leadeth us not into temptation, but delivereth us from sin, disease, and death. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. For God is infinite, all power, all life, truth, love, over all and all. Let's now sing hymn number 174. Like as a mother, God comforteth his children. Comfort is calm that bids all tumult cease. Comfort is hope and courage for endeavor. Comfort is love whose home abides in peace. Hymn number 174.
welcome to the Sunday morning service of the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. We begin every Sunday morning here at 10 a.m. with our roundtable discussion, where we talk about the lesson and learn how to practice better in our lives this wonderful science, Christian science. And we had another really good one this morning. So if you missed it, or if you'd like to hear it again, you can find it on our website, plainfieldcs.com. And you will also be able to find it on our YouTube channel and our Vimeo channel. We have a Sunday school for children that meets at 11 every Sunday. And that Sunday school is open to children everywhere. In fact, many of our Sunday school students don't live in the area, and they attend by telephone via a special teleconference number that we have just for the Sunday school. So if you don't live in the area and have a child of Sunday school age, please call us. We'll give you the number, and we would love to welcome your child to our Sunday school. We have a testimony meeting every Wednesday evening at 8.15, where you can hear testimonies of healings and lives transformed through the study and practice of Christian science. And at all of our services, we have a nursery for infants and toddlers. We have, I believe, 17 websites, all but one of which are in languages other than English, so that the pure truth of Christian science is reaching people around the globe, in many cases in their own language. And everything that we offer on our websites is free, free to download, listen to, read, without charge. And I would like to point out an article that uh, is being featured on our English website this week. Um, an article entitled Hope by Judge John D. Works. If you're without hope right now, you need to read this article. Or if you want more hope or better hope, <laughs> it's a great article. Everyone is welcome here. And that includes all of you who are listening and participating from around the world. Now we will have the reading of a testimony of healing from the chapter entitled Fruitage from the Christian Science Textbook that attests to the healing power obtained by studying the Christian Science Textbook. And that reading will be given this morning by Matthew from Kentucky. Page 691, A Helpful Testimony. Words cannot express my gratitude to God for Christian science. When I first read Science and Health, I had tried every remedy I had ever heard of. I felt no change in mind or body that I was conscious of until I read page 16 of the chapter on prayer in Science and Health. The first words of the spiritual sense of the Lord's Prayer telling of our Father, Mother, God, gave me a glimpse of heavenly light. 
I stopped and reasoned and remembered the teachings of Jesus. The truth of man's spiritual being dawned on my consciousness. I realized I was not subject to mortal laws as I had been taught all my life. I could not explain how I knew this, but I knew it. For Christian science, Mrs. Eddy had given me what I had longed for all my life, a mother, a perfect father-mother God. I had known there was a great lack, and at that time, I believed the Orthodox world had but half of the truth which Jesus came to establish. When I read, Give us this day our daily bread, and its spiritual interpretation, my tears began to flow. All the years of bitterness, hate, and fear melted away. I knew then, as I know now, that nothing satisfies but love. That day began the outward and inward conscious healing, mental and physical. There never came a doubt. I absolutely knew that Christian science was and is the truth. Money, friends, materiality are nothing beside the conscious knowledge of God, man, and the universe. I did not need treatment from anyone. Science and health was so clear and beautiful. I could not understand the Bible before, but I found it illumined now that I had a little understanding of Christian science. For 10 years, I have not had to lie down in the daytime from any sickness. I am now and have been all these years the picture of perfect health. When I first read Science and Health, I weighed 104 pounds. I now weigh over 160. This physical health is not to be compared to my happiness, my harmony that nothing can take away because it is the gift of God. Nothing has shown me the perversity of the human mind more than in its conclusions in regard to my healing. Even when I felt and knew that I was healed, people constantly said, because I was thin and delicate looking, you are not well. Anyone could look at you and know it. Now that I am fleshy, they say, you don't look as if you have ever had a pain in all your life. You could not have had consumption. When I think what my life was before I had Christian science, of the six years of cold, suffering, and coughing, not to mention the unhappiness, I want to work, watch, and pray for the mind of Christ, that I may work rightly in God's vineyard, and to know that in truth, what belongs to one belongs to all, that one God, one life, truth, and love is all. ACL. Kansas City, Kansas. The Bible and the Christian Science Textbook are our only preachers. We shall now read scriptural texts and their correlative passages from our textbook. These comprise our sermon. The canonical writings, together with the word of our textbook, corroborating and explaining the Bible texts in their denominational spiritual import, and application to all ages, past, present, and future, 
constitute a sermon undivorced from truth, uncontaminated or fettered by human hypotheses, and authorized by Christ. And today's lesson sermon can be found on page two of the Independent Christian Science Quarterly. Subject, Unreality. The golden text is from Romans. Now it is high time to awake out of sleep, for now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. The responsive reading, Ephesians. My brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God, that we may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Craig will now read. The Bible, Genesis. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters, and God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And the evening and the morning were the first day. And God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. And God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters that were above the firmament, and it was so. And God called the firmament heaven. And the evening and the morning were the second day. And God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night. And let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. And let them be for lights in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth. And it was so. 
Exodus. And God spake all these words, saying, I am the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt and out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in the heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them nor serve them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me, and showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. Isaiah Arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall rise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. And the Gentiles shall come to thy light, and kings to the brightness of thy rising. Lift up thine eyes round about and see. All they gather themselves together. They come to thee. Thy sons shall come from far, and thy daughters shall be nursed at thy side. Violence shall no more be heard in thy land, wasting nor destruction within thy borders. But thou shalt call thy walls salvation, and thy gates Praise. The sun shall be no more thy light by day, neither for brightness shall the moon give light unto thee. But the Lord shall be unto thee an everlasting light, and thy God thy glory. Thy sun shall no more go down, neither shall thy moon withdraw thy itself. For the Lord shall be thine everlasting light, and the days of thy mourning shall be ended. Matthew. Then was Jesus led of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted forty days and forty nights, he was afterward and hungered. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Again, the devil taketh him up into a an exceeding high mountain, and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them, and saith unto him, All these things will I give thee, if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Then said Jesus unto him, 
Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Then the devil leaveth him, and behold, angels came and ministered unto him. And when they were come to the multitude, there came to him a certain man, kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is lunatic and sore vexed, for oft times he falleth into the fire and oft into the water. And I brought him to thy disciples, and they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, O oh, faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him hither to me. And Jesus rebuked the devil, and he departed out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. Then came the disciples to Jesus apart and said, why could not we cast him out? And Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief. For verily I say unto you, If ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Howbeit this kind goeth not out but by prayer and fasting. First Corinthians. As it is written, I have not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. But God hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit. For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of man, save the Spirit of man which is in him? Even so, the things of God knoweth no man, but the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Carol will now read. I will read correlative passages from the Christian Science textbook, Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy. Life Truth and love are the realities of divine science. They dawn in faith and glow full-orbed in spiritual understanding. As a cloud hides the sun it cannot extinguish, so false belief silences for a while the voice of immutable harmony but false belief cannot destroy science, armed with faith, hope, and fruition. 
what is termed material sense, can report only a mortal temporary sense of things, whereas spiritual sense can bear witness only to truth. To material sense, the unreal is the real, until this sense is corrected by Christian science. Genesis 1, verse 7. And God made the firmament, and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament, and it was so. Spirit imparts the understanding which uplifts consciousness and leads into all truth. The psalmist said, The Lord on high is mightier than the noise of many waters, yea, than the mighty waves of the sea. Spiritual sense is the discernment of spiritual good. Understanding is the line of demarcation between the real and the unreal. Spiritual understanding unfolds mind, life, truth, and love, and demonstrates the divine sense, giving the spiritual proof of the universe in Christian science. This understanding is not intellectual, is not the result of scholarly attainments. It is the reality of all things brought to light. God's ideas reflect the immortal, unerring, and infinite. The mortal, erring, and finite are human beliefs which apportion to themselves a task impossible for them, that of distinguishing between the false and the true. Objects utterly unlike the original do not reflect that original. Therefore, matter, not being the reflection of spirit, has no real entity. Understanding is a quality of God, a quality which separates Christian science from supposition and makes truth final. <clears throat> Firmament, spiritual understanding, the scientific line of demarcation between truth and error, between spirit and so-called matter. According to Christian science, the only real senses of man are spiritual, emanating from divine mind. Thought passes from God to man, but neither sensation nor report goes from material body to mind. The intercommunication is always from God to his idea, man. Matter is not sentient and cannot be cognizant of good or of evil, of pleasure or of pain. Man's individuality is not material. <laughs> Spiritual sense is a conscious, constant capacity to understand God, 
It shows the superiority of faith by works over faith in words. The belief that matter thinks, sees, or feels is not more real than the belief that matter enjoys and suffers. The mortal belief, misnamed man, is error, saying matter has intelligence and sensation, nerves feel, brain thinks and sins, the stomach can make a man cross, injury can cripple and kill, and matter can kill man. This verdict of the so-called material senses victimizes mortals, taught as they are by physiology and pathology to revere false testimony. Even the errors that are destroyed by truth through spiritual sense and science. The lines of demarcation between immortal man representing spirit and mortal man representing the error that life and intelligence are in matter show the pleasures and pains of matter to be myths and human belief in them to be the father of mythology in which matter represented as divided into intelligent gods. Man's genuine selfhood is recognizable only in what is good and true. Man is neither self-made nor made by mortals. God created man. When first spoken in any age, truth, like the light, shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. A false sense of life, substance, and mind hides the divine possibilities and conceals scientific demonstration. The understanding that ego is mind and that there is but one mind or intelligence begins at once to destroy the errors of mortal sense and to supply the truth of immortal sense. This understanding makes the body harmonious. It makes the nerves, bones, brain, etc., servants instead of masters. If man is governed by the law of divine mind, his body is in submission to everlasting life and truth and love. The great mistake of mortals is to suppose that man, God's image and likeness, is both matter and spirit, both good and evil. If the decision were left to the corporeal senses, evil would appear to be the master of good and sickness to be the ruler of existence, while health would seem the exception, death the inevitable, and life a paradox. Spirit and its formations are the only realities of being. Matter disappears under the microscope of spirit. Sin is unsustained by truth 
and sickness and death were overcome by Jesus, who proved them to be forms of error. Spiritual living and blessedness are the only evidences by which we can recognize true existence and feel the unspeakable peace which comes from an all-absorbing spiritual love. So-called material existence affords no evidence of spiritual existence and immortality. Matter is not the vestibule of spirit. Jesus reasoned on this subject practically and controlled sickness, sin, and death on the basis of his spirituality. Understanding the nothingness of material things, he spoke of the flesh and spirit as the two opposites, as error and truth, not contributing in any way to each other's happiness and existence. Jesus knew it is the spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profiteth nothing. Man is tributary to God, spirit, and to nothing else. God's being is infinity, freedom, harmony, and boundless bliss. Like the archpriests of yore, man is free to enter into the holiest, the realm of God. Let us learn of the real and eternal and prepare for the reign of spirit, the kingdom of heaven, the reign and rule of universal harmony, which cannot be lost nor remain forever unseen. When we wake to the truth of being, all disease, pain, weakness, weariness, sorrow, sin, death, will be unknown, and the mortal dream will forever cease. Let us now have a moment of silent prayer for our world.
Let's now sing hymn number 399. Ye timid saints, fresh courage take. The clouds ye so much dread are big with mercy and will break in blessings on your head. Hymn number 399.
It's a hard one to follow, but let's now sing <laughs> hymn number 209. The words of this hymn are by Mary Baker Eddy. O oh, gentle presence, peace and joy and power, O oh, life divine that owns each waiting hour, thou love that guards the nestling's faltering flight, keep thou, my child, on upward wing tonight. Hymn number 209.
I will read from the Christian Science textbook the scientific statement of being and the correlative passages from 1 John 3rd chapter. There is no life, truth, intelligence, nor substance in matter, or its infinite mind and its infinite manifestation. For God is all in all. Spirit is immortal truth. Matter is mortal error. Spirit is the real and eternal. Matter is the unreal and temporal. Spirit is God, and man is his image and likeness. Therefore, man is not material. He is spiritual. Behold, woman of love, the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore, the world knoweth us not, because he knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. And every man that had this hope in him purified himself, even as he is pure. Romans. In all these things, we are more than conquerors. Through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor anything, any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Amen.